Frankie, I ain't done nothing. Let me alone. In through that door. Now, go ahead. In. Come on. Hey. Well, Frankie, I wasn't aware I'd ask to see the yield. You're going to want to see him, Mr. Rackley. Believe me, uh... Don't you listen to Mr. Rackley. Shut up, you. He's looking to beat my brains, and he's going to tell you a lot of lies. Don't you believe him, Mr. Rackley. Don't you do it. What is it, Frankie? Plenty. Why have you brought the yield here? You ever hear of a guy named Boston Blackie, boss? But... Yes, boss. I never did. I never heard of nobody named Boston Blackie. Be quiet, Earl. Yeah. Well, Frankie? Yeah. Why did you ask me about Blackie? Why? Because the eel here was up to see him, that's why. Why would he be going to see Blackie except a rat on us? Oh, oh I you... see. And the way I figure it is this. Yes? I see the eel leaving Blackie's place. I let him get out. Then I ring Blackie's bell and he ain't home. But you see, he wasn't home. How could I do any ratting if Blackie wasn't even home? What did you go there for? Well, he's got a lot of cash in that safe of his. I think I could make an easy buck grabbing it, that's all. Sounds very logical, Frankie. What? Yeah. It's true, Mr. Rackley. I wouldn't spill what she was doing. I, I just wanted to crack that safe of Blackie's while he was out, that's all. No, well... Hey, Mr. Rackley, what you going to do? What you getting in that drawer? You believe me, don't you? Yes, but I don't like you. Huh? I never have. Well, I believe you in this instance. I don't trust you. You're going to knock me off. I'm going to get out of here. Trick before... Frankie. Yeah, Mr. Rackley? Shut the door, please. It's rather drafty in here. You're sure it's pure, and it's just as smooth. Yes, you're sure it's pure. CV's clear, clean taste tells you that and more. From your first sip of the smooth, creamy foam that billows on top of your glass... Right down to that last delicious, full-flavored drop, you'll find C.V. bright and sparkling, light and lively, with the rich, robust, and full-bodied flavor of a real honest-to-goodness beer. A premium-quality beer. Premium quality that costs you no premium in price. Our enthusiastic friend, whose voice you just heard, has a special message for those who are not familiar with the beer with the million-dollar flavor. Just listen. Try it. Just try C.V., and you'll agree there is no finer beer. You're sure it's pure, and it's just as smooth. Yes, sir, just as smooth. And now on to Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie, enemy to those who make him an enemy, friend to those who have no friend. This is Donnelly. Yes, Donnelly. What's up? I just found a body on my beat. Better send out some of the boys. He's been murdered. Oh, that's all we need around here. Everything has been so nice and quiet. This is one kill, and I don't mind. Why not? Ever hear of a jerk they call the eel? Sure. Now, he's the guy they gave it to. Got him pretty good, too. What kind of a racket was he mixed up in? Who knows? Anything illegal around, the eel would find it. Well, murder is illegal, you know. See what I mean? 
Steele found that too. Sweepstake tickets and a big race to be run on the other side in three months. Tickets are a dollar apiece. Uh-huh. How many would you like? Oh, just a minute. John! John! Yeah? I uh, think my husband will be interested. All right, I'll wait, lady. You call me, Angie? Yeah. What's going on? This gentleman has some sweepstakes tickets, John. I thought you might want to see him. I sure do. Hey, you. Angie, it's the same guy. Don't lay off. Look, you, you sold me tickets last year. They were counterfeit. Let go of Angie, me. Angie, go call the police. I'll hold this I'm character until they get here. It's okay Let with me. Let go of me, you jerk. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't sell you no phony sweep tickets last year or any other time. Now, let me go. Oh, no, no. I'm holding you until the police get here. Yes, Tucker, I told you to let go. <laughs> I can't have that kind of nonsense, lady. you got to get <laughs> Imagine me coming to the same family two years in a row. I must be slipping. Hey, Faraday, I know the connection between the killing of that rat they call the eel and the murder of John Blake. Okay, Blackie, so you know it. Keep it a secret. Don't tell anybody and nobody else will know. And that's okay with me. This is a police case. I'm a police officer. I can handle it. I don't doubt that. I'm just offering you a little help, that's all. Very little. Okay, what's the connection? That character they call the eel was mixed up in a counterfeit sweepstakes ticket racket. Yeah. They printed tickets, sold them, and the receipts were supposed to come from abroad in a month or so. Yeah. By that time, the eel, or whoever he was working with, had blown town. The tickets were printed in light green, peculiar type of ink. They generally are. That's an old racket. So is murder, but people still try to get away with it. Well, you told me your little secret, now I'll tell you one. Okay. Everything you told me, I already knew. John Blake was killed in his apartment and his wife was shot. But she didn't die. She was able to tell the police what her husband's killer looked like. Good. I never did know who the other guys in the sweepstakes bracket were. Yeah, you still won't know. Mrs. Blake says all she knows about the killer was that he looked like George Allen, the, the movie star. You know, the guy who always works in gangster pictures. Yeah, I know. And I also know him. Mrs. Blake says there was a resemblance, huh? What's the matter? You're deaf? You know, deaf and dumb? I know, I know. How close was the resemblance? Very Mrs. Blake said she thought for a minute it was George Allen. Hey, you know something? Maybe it was. Allen's in Hollywood. I know that for a fact. I was kidding. And now, Friday, I've got to be going. Oh, must you? Yes. I'm going to find out who's counterfeiting those sweepstakes ticket books. So you can book him for murder. Can you hear me, Mr. Rackley? Not very well, Frankie. This infernal printing press is making too much noise. Come on over where it's smoke piled. I think I got a little news for you, Mr. Rackley. Good news, I hope. Maybe. Not very happy with that shooting job you did yesterday, Frankie. I couldn't be helped. The guy recognized me. I must have sold him tickets in the last town we worked, and he knew they were phonies. What'd you expect me to do? Exactly what you did do. That doesn't mean I'm happy about it. What is this news you have for me? I'll show you in just a minute. Now, you know Steve, who operates our press. I certainly should. He just stopped work. Must be quitting time. He's coming over this way. Watch. I don't know what you're talking about. You will in a minute. I'm going to get washed up and blow okay with everybody. Just a minute. What's the matter? What's that bulge in your apron pocket? 
I want to see that. Keep your hands off me. Keep them off. Give me what you got. Never mind. I'll take it myself. Hey, what you take? Yeah, yeah. You what? You... Well, Frankie. Knocked him out. Yeah. Stage that fight for my entertainment? Or to prove some point? Wait a second. I want to show you what the guy had in his apron pocket. Yeah, yeah. I'll take a look. About 50 books of our sweepstake tickets. I had an idea he was stealing them after he ran them off. You've got a little tired of a straight salary and decided he wanted commission, hmm? That's it. Well, we'll have to decide what to do with him later. Well, he's a good pressman, Mr. Rackley. We have a perfect racket. We sell tickets to the suckers. They know they have to wait for a receipt from abroad. By the time it's due to arrive, we're gone. Well, without a good pressman, we can't run off any more tickets. That, of course, is perfectly true. Sure is. I suggest we keep Steve on for a day or so and then perhaps take care of him as the eel and your friend in the apartment were taken care of. Suits me. I'm glad of that. It beats me. How come I didn't kill that guy's wife? The papers say she didn't die. The papers also say the police are investigating. Another reason we ought to close up shop. Mm. wonder if the wife of the man you killed could describe you. Well, she got a good look at me. And you know who I look like. Yes, I know. The movie star, George Allen. That's right. Frankie, I think we ought to call it a day. And after tomorrow, call this racket quits. All right. Go ahead then, Blackie. But please don't do anything to disturb Mrs. Blake. Her condition isn't bad, but, uh, but I just don't want to take any chances. All right, Doctor. I just want to show her a photograph. Is that okay? Uh, what uh, kind of a photograph? Well, it uh, might be a man who shot her husband. Well, in that case, I'd better go in with you. That's good enough for me. Shall we go in? Hello, Mrs. Dank. This is Boston Blackie. Hello. It's nice to see you again, Mrs. Blake. How do you feel? feel a lot better when they catch the man who shot my husband. As a matter of fact, that's what I'm here to try to do. Oh. I have a photograph in this envelope here. Now, will you look at it? Yes, of course, if it'll help. Oh, that's the man. No, 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 no. The man who came to the door with the sweepstakes ticket? That's right, that's him. No, that's no, the no. one. Just come, sir. Well, now, I, I'm sorry, Mrs. Blake, but it isn't. What? That's a photograph of George Allen, the famous movie star. Oh, I happen to know he's in Hollywood right now. It looked like him, Blackie. It looked just like him. I just wanted to make sure, that's all. If this photograph looks just like our killer, it looks like I've got plenty to work on. Boston Blackie? Yes, I'm ready. This is Blackie. I'm ready with your call to George Allen in Hollywood. Good. Go ahead, Mr. Allen. Right. Hello. Uh, George, this is Boston Blackie. Blackie, old pal. Well, this is an unexpected call. What's up? Oh, I've got an idea, George, and I need your help. Are you making a picture right now? I just finished one. Good. Can you come east? Just looking for a good reason. Oh, I'm the kid that can give you one. There's been a couple of murders here, George, and in one case, the killer is described as looking like you. Uh, Blackie, I only play gangsters in movies. I know that. But I think you can help Inspector Faraday and me, if you will. Of course I will. I'll take the plane, the late plane tonight. Be in the first thing in the morning. Swell. Uh, what's the plan? It's an idea I have to trap the killer, George. If he really looks like you. 
Good enough. You count me in. I'll see you in the morning. Uh, one more thing. Yes? Don't mention this to anybody, will you? Of course not. Thanks, George. Your coming in is going to help me get something on the killer. <laughs> Open up, it's me, Frankie. Open up. What are you doing here at this time of night, Frankie? What am I doing here? I got big news, that's what. The time I see you, you've got news about something. You're not kidding, only this is really big. What is? Wait a minute till I get my breath back, will you? Go ahead. I ran all the way over here. You want to take a chance that the phone might be tapped? It's a little better. Frank, are you going to tell me what it is you have to say? Oh, sure, and right now. Well, go ahead. Boston Blackie's trying to find us. Who is us? Well, me. If he gets me, he'll get you. Not necessarily. What makes you think Blackie is on the case? He ain't only on the case. He's got a lead on me. Are you going to stop making sense? You bet I am. Blackie knows that the killer of that guy in the apartment yesterday looks like George Allen. We knew the police might find that out and the woman you didn't quite kill. Sure, sure, but Blackie's got a plan to grab me. George Allen is flying in from the coast. He'll be here in the morning. Oh. I got the tip straight. Blackie's got something up his sleeve. He'll put the arm on me for sure. Frankie, how do you know all this? I just got a call from the coast. Who called you? George Allen. I say that Blackie called him. George Allen tipped you off? Sure. Why do you think I look so much like him? The guy is my brother. Light and lively, you bet. Bright and sparkling, yes, sir. And it's just as smooth. Now, there's a description of CV's flavor that should make you want to pour yourself a glass of champagne velvet right now. When you do, you'll find your taste tempted by the creamy snow-white foam that billows on top of your glass. And you'll see CV's purity in its pale, clear amber color, a promise of real thirst satisfaction. But don't just look. Taste it. You'll find it, as our enthusiastic friend says, bright and sparkling from foam to finish with a clear, clean taste that makes you sure it's pure. A premium quality beer made with more costly premium quality materials, premium quality that costs you no premium in price. Remember, you're sure it's pure. And it's just as smooth. Now back to Boston Blackie. Boston Blackie on the trail of a killer he knows nothing about except that he bears a marked resemblance to George Allen, a movie star, asks Allen to come east to help him on the case. Allen, it turns out, is a brother of the killer and hastens to inform the murderer that Blackie has a plan to trap him. Unaware that he has been double-crossed, Blackie takes Inspector Faraday to the airport to await Allen's arrival from Hollywood. Blackie, I don't know why I let you drag me out to this airport. Don't you, Faraday? Well, maybe I do know. I'm uh, hoping this George Allen will be as much help in this case as you seem to think. Uh, now, we've run down quite a lot of clues, but they all end up nowhere. That's a place where you should feel right at home. Yeah, of course. Providing I had nobody with me, especially a nobody like you. Inspector, how you talk? Flight you know, 41 I th- from Chicago, now arriving on runway 6. Flight That's 41 us, from That's Chicago, from Chicago. It's the last stop before arriving here. Faraday, George Allen is on that plane. And from here on in, the solution to this case is very plain. 
Sure. <laughs> Blackie and Faraday were at the airport. They made a big huh? fuss over me. <laughs> Told me that I was going to help them catch you, Frankie. <laughs> I had all I could do to keep from laughing in the face. Oh, thanks for tipping me off, George. Except my thanks, too, Alan. Forget it. I mean, this as much as your brother is. Don't worry. Neither of you was in anything. When I get through with Blackie, he won't know whether he's living or not. That ain't a bad idea, you know, Mr. Rackley? No, it isn't. Him not living, I mean. We'll discuss that later. Okay. What is Blackie's plan, Adam? He didn't crack. Just said for me to check in at the hotel and kill a little time. He'd get back to me late this afternoon. The first thing I did was come over here to your printing plant where Frankie said he'd be. <laughs> you know, Georgie, you're looking good. <laughs> Why not? An easy living, swimming pool, you know, Hollywood. Yeah, I know. I was thinking that if Mr. Rackley and me can't peddle the rest of them sweepstake tickets we got, maybe I could go get in a picture. Relax, Frankie. One brother in Hollywood is enough. Besides, let's be honest. You're a little too stupid to be an actor. Who's stupid? Sit down, Frankie. Wait a minute, Mr. Rackley. i got to find out something. Who's stupid? Oh, come on now, Frankie. Relax. Don't give me that relax business. I kind of like the way you've been living. I think I'd like going out to the coast. What could you do about it? I could change your mind a little, like this. I could change your face a little, like this. Now, stop it your hammer. Put it. Stop it, both of you. That brother of mine is handier with a gun than he is with his hands, isn't he, Mr. Rackley? Evidently. Frankie did muss you up a little, though. Oh, Taylor can take the wrinkles out of this jacket in five minutes. <laughs> nice jacket, isn't it? Yes, good enough. Cost 175 bucks. Really? 150 in blue or brown, but I like it in light gray. Knocking out your brother doesn't bother you much. He'll wake up and he'll be all right. I hope I didn't hurt that press of yours when Frankie knocked me into it. You didn't, don't worry. Look, Alan. Yes? It's very important that I know as soon as you find out what Blackie's plan is. Apparently, he's going to capitalize on a witness identifying Frankie as somebody who looks like you. I guess that's it. Whatever it is, I'll let you know. Try to stall it until late tonight. By that time, we'll have all the tickets we need, all printed up, and we'll peddle them somewhere else. Can you do it? Oh, I don't know why not. Good. Uh, who's doing all this printing, anyhow? I don't see anybody here working the press. Your brother got into a little argument with our man Steve yesterday, but he'll be in soon. A couple of hours' work from him, and we'll finish all the printing we need, after which, if he continues to give us trouble, we'll think about finishing Boston Blackie. <laughs> to our door looked like George Allen? That's right. And George Allen is here in town right now. Blackie, it wasn't him. No, no. Allen was in Hollywood at that time. I made sure of that. But he is going to lead us to the man we want. And I thought you'd want to know that. I certainly do, Blackie. There's nothing I want more than to see him caught. Well, he will be. As a matter of fact, I am expecting George Allen in my apartment in an hour. Inspector Faraday will be here, and I think the next time I talk to you, I'll be able to tell you that our killer has been caught. Oh, well, let me know, Blackie. It'll do me so much good. You'll hear from me, Mrs. Blake. And so will your husband's murderer, but in an entirely different way. (laughs) 
Where's your friend, George Allen? I don't know, Faraday. I left word at his hotel to meet us here. Maybe he's too busy signing autographs. That's something you'll never be called on to do, even if you could write. Mm. What's that you're reading? As if you could read. It's the printing on the sweepstakes ticket you gave me. Now, what about The it? one you're sure is a counterfeit. It's counterfeit, all right. I checked. It's that kind of ticket that was in the back of the killing of both the Yale and John Blake. I thought so. Hey, Blackie, I want to know something. You should want to know a lot of things. What in particular? What kind of a plan do you have with George Allen? Well, you're entitled to know that. I'm going to bring Allen to Mrs. Blake and... Who is it? George Allen. Uh, wait a minute, George. I'm on the way. Hi, come on in. Hello, Blackie. Hi, Inspector. Hi. We've been waiting for you, George. I was out, Blackie. When I got to the hotel, they gave me a message to come here, and I didn't even bother going up to my room. I came right over. Oh, that's nice. Well, are you ready for me to go to work? Yes, and I'm ready to go to work. And you! Blackie, are you nuts slugging the guy? What's the big idea? It's only a small idea, but it's getting bigger by the second. Like this. Blackie, you're crazy. Sure. I know, and I know something else, too. I know you've been in touch with a gang that's making counterfeit sweeps tickets. Either tell me where I can find them, or I'll break that nose of yours just as a starter. You don't mean that. You wouldn't bet. Okay, okay, I'll tell you. Make it fast. What did you do, follow me? You know I went to that printing press? Blackie didn't follow anybody. He was here with me all the time. Then how did you know, Blackie? Never mind how I knew. Just tell Faraday and me the address I want. We've got pressing business at that printing plant. You don't think Alan will cross us, Blackie? Besides, he led us here to the printing plant, didn't he? Yeah. Hey, how'd you know he was mixed up in this? He's a movie star, isn't he? Sure. But I knew him when. And I knew he had a brother that was no good and looked just like him. Yeah. So I was pretty sure he got in touch with his brother when he arrived. You beat the guy up and you were only pretty sure he was mixed up in this? No, Faraday, I was positive. I'll explain why later. Don't bother. Let you and I just concentrate and wait for the signal from inside that door. <laughs> Now, look, both of you, Rackley and Frankie, listen to me. Yes? Who hit you in the eye, George? Never mind that now. What is it you want us to listen to? Boston Blackie knows exactly what you're doing. He's hepped at this whole gimmick of yours. He is. Maybe he is, Frankie. Blackie's smart. But he'll never find this place. No, he's waiting outside with Inspector Faraday right now to come busting in here and grab you two when I give the signal. What? How did he get here? I brought him. No good. Don't Frankie, put that gun away. Put it away. That chance this brother of mine never was any good. I'm going to plug him. Frankie, don't. Don't fire that gun. I had to bring them down here, but there's still time to get away. I'll say you weren't here. Stall until you get going. Only don't shoot. <laughs> Frankie, you shouldn't have. That was the signal. Open up in there. Open up. There's some money in that drawer, Frankie. Get it and we'll get out the back way. Right. We'll be out of here. Hold it, you two. That's right. right. Hold it nothing. I'm going to... No. Don't shoot anymore. Don't shoot anymore. What he's trying to say, Faraday, is don't shoot anymore. Well, I think this cleans up our case, Inspector. Yeah. It's about time you cleaned up a couple of points, don't you think, Blackie? Certainly. Take whatever is left of these characters downtown. Their own counterfeit sweepstakes ticket helped me hit the jackpot. Blackie, suppose you start talking. Only before you do, let me tell you something. That guy, George Allen, that friend of yours you imported from Hollywood to help you, came pretty close to crossing you up. Which is exactly what I knew he would do. Oh, sure. No kidding, Inspector. 
When Mrs. Blake said the man who shot her husband looked like George Allen, I remembered that Allen had a brother who would turn crooked. Mm -hmm. And I figured I could get one brother to lead me to the other. That's your story now. It was my idea in the beginning, too. You know when I knew for certain that George Allen was crossing me? I know you clipped him when he came into your apartment. But do you know why? Do you need a reason? I had one this time, believe me. Yeah, he wasn't too big. I had been looking at the counterfeit green ink on a sweepstakes ticket that you gave to me. George walked into my place wearing a light gray sports jacket with a green stain on it that matched the ink on the ticket. Huh? Rackley, who was the brains of the racket, told me a little while ago that the two Allen boys, George and Frankie, had gone into a fight and Frankie had knocked George into the printing press. The printing press? And that's how he got the spot on his jacket. And that tied him up with his brother and the racket? Of course. Mm-hmm. After we made him take us to the printing plant, he still tried to help his brother, but Frankie didn't believe him and shot but I'd picked the lock, and we went in. Well, that's that, I guess. Except for one little thing, I have to say. What's that? And that is the stain on George Allen's coat was what put his brother and Rackley on the spot. Premium quality, yes, sir. Premium price, no, sir. There is no finer beer, and it's just as smooth. And that's saying a lot in a few words, for champagne velvet is accepted everywhere as a beer of real premium quality. Here's why. Champagne velvet's famous formula calls for only the more costly premium quality materials, and CV is made the more costly way. No time saved at the expense of careful brewing. No cost saved at the expense of controlled aging. Aging that brings CV to you at the peak of its famous million-dollar flavor. But CV's flavor tells you all of that. Full-flavored thirst satisfaction, of course. But more than that, CV's clear, clean taste makes you sure it's pure. Yes, sir. Proved premium quality at no premium in price. You're sure it's pure. And it's just as smooth... Uh, now, here's an example of what's in store for you on next week's Boston Blackie Adventure. 